Welcome to Talking in Stations for May 25th. I am Madderall here with Caleb. Hey guys. And Hateless. Hey guys, how's it going? Also, off screen, we have uh, Shen with us. Hi, Shen. Doing well. Hello, everyone. All right. So today, something new came out. Uh, we'll talk about that. And then later on, we'll get into some EVE Online war news. We're coming off of yesterday's show, which was a lot of fun. And I think it was a, uh, a really good turnout as far as uh, people watching. Thanks to Ron USMC for rating us. Gave us over 100 people. But also, the video is doing really well. So that video was basically what the Alliance leaders are saying. And uh, I thought it was very good. So check it out. That's yesterday's video on May 24th. There's some very nice reveals in that episode. Okay. I'd imagine that would have been a good watch. Uh, yeah, actually, I, I, um, if we could talk about it for a second, I'll indulge uh, myself. But I thought it was cool because it's it. I revealed one of the ways that I look at news, and that is I always look at the negative space. So when when people are telling me things, I can't always trust them, right? Because they tell me what they want me to know. Uh, but I just kind of hold on to whatever they say and put that in my pocket, and then I wait. And then when I ask them stuff later and they say something different, then I can compare the negative space of their first reaction with their new reaction. And then that informs me on how they behave. And then I start to figure out, um, you know, when I start to figure things out in that way, it's, it's almost, it's almost the negative space of what people tell you. And even online is where the reflection of the actual truth is. I think that made sense. Well, at least well, did. you were trying to dig uh, behind uh, the things being said, right? And I was almost a little bit surprised. Of course, everyone knows that uh, I'm a goon shill and cheerleader and with pom poms and uh, you're not. I've and, seen and, you get in the trouble there. Yeah. Well, true, but the, but the point is that when what I took away from it when watching it um, is that you were being extremely nice to the Imperium, uh, even in being analytical in a critical sense. And, and then you ended up slightly giggling at a lot of points in the, in, in, in the test uh, uh, town hall. So it's like, am I on the right channel? Who, who's, who's actually doing some sort of uh, sock puppet uh, Madderall version? I turn on this. Uh, we're going to get to this in just a second. Is this deep fakes? <laughs> well, the, the, I thought Pro God's uh, talk was great. It was. It oh, was it, nice. it it was uh, very good, and uh, you didn't uh, analyze that uh, from a technical side that deeply. But there's a few things where he was saying things that we've discussed a lot in uh, uh, the general media, where I could just tell that you were giggling both at the fact that he doubled down on it, and that that you kind of had to explain it without going into some deep rabbit hole. It was just kind of fun. Yeah. It's a good watch. I would go back and watch it. Those those are actually, if you don't know about NullSec, those are actually very informative. Uh, say because there's some history thrown in there, some context tells you how how um, what they've done in the past compared to what they're doing now, their message, what they're trying to do. It's uh, it's kind of it's a neat tour, and um, I'm glad they're popular because I, I I think it's good content for people who like Eve. In any case. Uh, we have more good content today, but it's a little bit different. And we're talking today about the uh, trailblazing trailblazers, the trailblazers 
event that actually started up. Here's the picture of it. And uh, this is interesting. There are bridges being built across these empires. You can see there's four empires there, one color for each empire, and one example of a bridge being built more or less by a mining ship. So the object of this event is to mine and help these bridges get the resources they need to be created and uh, avoid getting destroyed in the process by NPCs. And you can join in as a miner or you can join in as a security force to protect miners. And there's, I think, two areas, uh, one where they're mining and another one where they're depositing, something like that. Um, yeah, I'd like to ask Fozzie about this. this. is a very technical question. Did uh, the MR actually run out of uh, barges or something? You mean the, the trading center in MR? The fact that there's barges for the three other empires on this on this artwork, right? Oh, and this is funny. Uh, we'll get into it later, but you see that middle ship. Well, it, it the porpoise. It's it's. It's a porpoise and three mining ships, so it's it's a little mining fleet shown, and then they kind of have the the four races in the background. Well, here's the kind of how I view it. Here's the secret behind. Yeah, it. yeah, I know. Here's the secret behind the picture. Uh, that's a skiff, I believe. I yeah, think. yeah, that's with, with a no, that's 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 a procure. That's yeah, the the small one with a lot of you can see the color. Okay, so that's color. the tankiest one. Yeah, that's the tankiest one. How long has it been since I mined? I was just in a I, I, I don't mind, so I don't know well. Okay, the point is, <laughs> let me let me not embarrass myself any further and just say these are three classes of mining sh barges. So they're three different types of ships. They don't have a fourth mining barge, so they had to throw in a porpoise. <laughs> the problem is, the porpoise doesn't qualify to participate in this event. So that was a screw-up. Nice. Yeah, they'll fix that. <laughs> yeah, the skiff is the T2, and I think of it in T2. Thank you, Nick. You know what I'm talking about, right? Okay. <laughs> it's just because you're being an elitist. That's, that, that's, that's like saying, oh, that's a Hulk. No, it's not a Hulk. <laughs> you, uh, you T1 scrub lords. Uh, just kidding. What's a T1? <laughs> What's T1? Hashtag no pause. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's funny. Don't take a porpoise to this event. We had a friend that did, and he couldn't get in. Now, he couldn't get in, I think, for other reasons. Um, there have been it's a few hiccups. It's only one. Uh, it, they they ramp up in, in different scales, right? Maybe Hayes can explain this, but uh, some of the uh, sites actually don't allow it, so it's only the upper ones that even allow barges, right? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I didn't actually do the event today. Uh, normally, I do the combat events, and uh, I didn't do this one. Uh, this one does have its draw for certain players, and it's mostly a mining event. It looks like there's some combat side to it that I haven't really gotten into. Um, well, this is resource do you, wars. Do you want me to just jump into uh, what the significance of this event is, or do you want to kind of lead into that? Uh, you mean the bridge building? Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's actually start there. What's the goal of this event? Then we'll talk about the event itself and how you can participate. Why don't we do it that way? Um, the, the goal of the event is that the four empires are trying to build a new gate connecting one of their systems to another system that's in a bordering region. Uh, Kaldari State is trying to build a gate from uh, Hekoda to uh, which is in uh, the Forge to Abazon, uh, Abazon, uh, to which is uh, Genesis Amar space uh, in Losec, 
And the Amar Empire is trying to build a uh, gate from Tashmer Khan uh, region in Amar uh, from the system Seminar to FZTAC ICZ, which is Nullsec Stain Sanchez Space, uh, is where they're trying to build uh, their gate. And we have the Galente Feder Federation uh, out of Placid uh, uh, and the system Kenick trying to build a gate to Egg Harian, which is in high sec solitude. I believe solitude's a high sec island at the moment, which makes that interesting. Anyways, yeah. it, it's it's low sec to high sec, so it still remains a high sec island. And then the Mimitar Republic is trying to build a gate from uh, Metropolis uh, in the system Aguirus to uh, high sec Genesis, which is Concord owned area. Uh, Pack. Hishi, uh, P-A-K-H-S-I. Uh, this information can be found in the um, in the, the large post that uh, CCP Fozzie made about the event. But uh, that's the, the links that are trying to be made. Uh, and they're, I believe they're regional gates because they go from one region to the next. Yeah, so they're bigger gates than usual. Regional gates are bigger. Yeah, it'll link to regions. I, I haven't looked at it on the map, uh, but I know that these bridges will change the layout of the game a little bit. Uh, and it will make a low sec route from uh, the Hakoda from the forge to Amar space. We'll make a low sec bridge connection from Jita to Amar, which is a big deal. Yeah. Um, I was saying that in a very deliberate way. The regional gates are actually physically in the game much bigger than your interregional. Uh, yes. So, yeah. I think, I sometimes think today, um, like, today when we had. Um, uh, Fuzzy around in uh, TAS uh, uh, for a little bit of a Q&A. Um, he mentioned something about the fact that this whole thing with Concord space and 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 and, and Concord in general is uh, tied into, uh, I think, the origin sites of uh, of these events is kind of interesting because it it smells a little bit like there might be some. Uh, new uh starter area uh kind of thinking um oh, in theory. the near future you're deep in theory uh let's go back to actual uh we'll get to that theory stuff but let's talk about what's actually in front of us so these bridges that you just described are regional gates so they're going to connect uh regions to other regions they will be built even if nobody participates in this uh event yeah sadly so but yes, they are all uh, going to be finished in what you said is what, about a month or so out. The event is a week um, and they will all be finished regardless. But uh, this is all tied into the reward stuff and uh, the, the new LP store. And yeah, it, it, it looks like a fairly decent one. And it's all about reutilizing some of the older events and older uh, in, uh uh, PVE uh, content, right? So things like the resource wars. All right. Hold on a second. Uh, while I take this uh, logo off my face so I can be seen. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. Didn't notice. Here I am. Okay. So yes, you have one week in order to participate. If you participate, there is good money in it to be made and you get loyalty points LP that you can use in a store and there's new costumes that you can buy. Uh, so far, that's the only thing we've seen uh, that you can buy. There might be other things. Uh, and new skins, new skins for ships oh. as well. 
Thanks, Jen. And you also get on a monument of sorts, uh, depending on how much you if, have participated. If you are a top contributor, uh, your name will be mentioned on the monument, oh, which is yeah. pretty neat. Yeah. little and I believe that the monuments in the destination system, if I remember correctly. I can't remember which way it is, if it's in the origin or destination system. Nice. So it's top 10 for each, uh, each gate, basically. It's newly constructed that your name um, like if you're the top ten con uh, contributor to that gate, you your name will be on it. Right. So the this event, what it is, basically, is they had the CCP wanted to create new uh, bridges uh, between new connections between regions. So they mix that desire with probably a little bit of lore and a little bit of uh, resource wars. So what this event is is basically a revamped resource war. And uh, Fozzie was talking on Talking in Stations, as Caleb mentioned earlier, and he said that, yeah, basically his group does events and their mission is to create gameplay that's uh, unique. Let me see, how did he say it? Actually, I have it right here. In this, he says he's part of a small team that is tasked with running lots of short-term events to help provide some variety and keep things fresh. And we are always looking for ways to do it quickly and cheaply so that we can do more stuff with our finite resources. Repurposing and polishing up some older content is one of those ways. And that is the reason they started using uh, Resource Wars in a revamped way for this event. Well, and this is where I think it's important to point out that it's um, talking about a developer like Fozzie, who is considered a veteran and quite the heavy hitter uh, in the development team. Uh, I, I suspect many uh, EVE players have been wondering what he's been doing lately because he's been a little bit silent. I think uh, you can say that he's almost been uh, silent compared to prior, um, at least for the past almost two years, right? Um, but it looks like this is exactly where he needs to be because, again, um, the big plans, right? The the, the big storylines and the big changes um, with uh, call it minimum effort or reutilizing things and and fixing some of the old stuff uh, is exactly where you need someone like Farsi. And well, he did prove himself on uh, uh, the CCP TV stream um, uh, on their anniversary, right? Where. <laughs> He basically showed that uh, he is the most knowledgeable or top knowledgeable player in the game, right? Um, so I, I'm just saying that if you want someone to to do things that are tied into law, that 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 brings in the the visions of someone like Delegate Zero and all that big change stuff, like a faction war, Cold War becoming a hot war. Uh, if you want a complete revamp of of old content and and all that stuff. This is exactly uh, the kind of uh, team that you need, right? And and I think we are expecting to see more of this, and I think it will ramp up considerably. Right. So Resource Wars, for those who don't know, were a feature that came in a while ago. I want to say two, three years ago. And it just wasn't um, something that players responded to. It was basically mining no. missions. Yeah, the idea was kind of good, but... It just felt flat. I don't, I don't know exactly why people didn't want to do them. If it was the risk reward, the value, uh, the engagement, the people just didn't like them that much. Uh, so, so they were not launched in a in a good place. Um, but 
the idea of having some sort of uh, well mining oriented and resource gathering uh, PVE um, like that, especially if it's potentially meaningful. Um, I think that was a really good idea. It just didn't really work back then, but uh, now they reuse some of these things in in this feature, and I think they did it in another one in the past as well, right? Sorry, I was distracted by a phone call. Um, but I'm going to say right, because usually you are. <laughs> yeah, um, I just remember when Resource Wars came out, uh, I kind of looked at it and wasn't exactly appealing, so I wasn't too incentivized to go and go play with it. I think the unappealing part of it was it just wasn't rewarded well for the time that you spent doing it. It was supposed to be something for miners to do, and then their friends who wanted to PvP and protect them. Why? What was your reason for not doing it? Well, you're not uh, at the time when it came out, I was really obsessed with how much Iskin Hour I can make doing whatever I was doing, and I was all about, like, I'm if I'm going to play the game, I'm going to make this much Isk when I play and if it's making less, then why should I play and do the other thing? Right. It just didn't make enough money uh, doing it, right? Yeah, that's that, that that's what it boiled down to me uh, yeah. for myself. And I think that and was... maybe the, the the time scale was off, right? The people either need uh, when it, when it comes to things like miners or or that t type of resource uh, gathering, it's either extremely convenience based, like can I do it right now and be done in like five ten minutes. Or it's like, can I do this for two hours, uh, semi AFK? Or can I actually work at this and do better in like an hour or two, and like actually like put the effort in and get more reward for the effort that I put in? Is something that you kind of had to go run, if 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 I recall correctly. Like I said I didn't really participate in resource wars. Yeah. And uh, so they basically thought, like, nobody's really playing this feature. So they pulled the feature. They took it out of the game. And they said, it'll come back in some way after we work with it. And that was, uh, I think it was at least a year ago, maybe two. And here it is again. And so what Fozzie was telling you earlier was that, yeah, we're going we're gonna to try to do a lot of events to keep everything fresh. And we'll do it as cheap as possible so we can do a lot of stuff. And using a feature that was already created is a huge bonus so they're putting resource war back into the game but they're giving it better rewards and a limited time you have one week to use it to to play this gameplay and uh to get involved with it and then you get some uh some goods out of it here's the thing i'm not sure about how do you get involved with um this uh trailblazers do you know where you go so my understanding is you go to these systems where the gates are being built or the regions in which they're being built and uh, you can participate by finding the anomalies that spawn up. Uh, that's my understanding of it. Uh, but like I said, I haven't actually gone out and played with it. Uh, it'll either come up in your probe scanner or on the overview uh, and then you can take your mining ship there. There's kind of a nifty thing. All players can participate in this uh, as you have access to prospects and... Uh, the other tier two one, even as an alpha, uh, they give you a, a nifty thing on this wall. Let me spe read specifically what it is. Uh, but they're giving out a mining blitz expedition frigate uh, temporary uh, expert system uh, for the duration of the event. So if you activate this, you get uh, what is roughly equal to 70 days of uh, training mining skills uh, to fly expedition frigates and it's like maxed out expedition frigate skills so anybody can participate in this uh, so it's it's something that I would recommend more people uh, 
go try if if they want to try out mining this is a good opportunity to get into mining yeah and also for those expedition frigates uh for example the prospect is very good at uh gas harvesting so even if you don't want to do this event you can still go into wormholes and use those uh expedition packs to try out some things that you haven't done before right use it, use the prospect to do some uh, gas harvesting or endurance to do some like uh, ice mining, right? If you're a miner, you want to try those things, this is a good time for it. Okay, so some of the things, awesome, so that's, so go to the systems where the bridges are being built. <clears throat> and the re rewards is something that we were just talking about. Uh, there's LP, loyalty points that you can get. Um, I was just looking at a list here of some of the skins and uh, clothing and stuff you can get. You guys can check that out on your own. Now let's talk about some of the problems with the launch because it didn't launch without a few hiccups. And uh, I'm sure all those hiccups will be fixed up uh, in the next 48 hours. One of them was just being able to get into the sites because uh, people were getting locked out, right? Yeah, there was a limitation uh, thing in how many people could uh, go in at once and it seems like the door was semi-broken and people couldn't understand why they couldn't get in and there was not it, it didn't behave like a nice and orderly queue because uh, some people actually was about to go in and was stuck not being able to and then suddenly people in front of them just went sip and went straight into the the site so so something was a little bit off um and fuzzy tweeted about it and they're looking at figuring out what could be done better to make it work. Yeah, they were actually already testing a fix uh, this morning about five, seven hours ago. So they were working on it, and I'm sure that'll get fixed. Another thing, though, that kind of ruffled some feathers was this new gameplay policy, which um, I think CCP uh, Dopamine put out which was basically, it says this, players may not take actions that are intended to deny other players the ability to compete the, the, uh, complete the Empire Mining Expedition sites unless those actions involve direct PvP combat. So what this essentially boils down to is don't use the mechanics to screw other players out of gameplay. And this is something that Fozzie addressed saying, look, that's basically what we say to all kinds of people. You can't use the server to just, you know, to mess up a, uh, a fight that's going on. You can't use the game to block other people from playing. And so they're saying, if you're going to compete with somebody else, like fill up, I think they gave some examples right here, actually. Like, for example, entering a site to kill another player, bubbling the outside of the site in NullSec to catch players entering, camping any location where there is reasonable expectation of PvP is all examples of allowed activities. So you could do that kind of stuff. That's PvP. However, I think here, entering the sites and then flying far away from the entry point to prevent others from being able to enter, because remember, there's a max capacity, systematically starting all the timers in a system without engaging the content and shooting the friendly orcas to prevent players from turning the ore uh, turning in the ore are all examples of disallowed activities. So you can see the difference. If you're going to PvP, that's fine. If you're going to do hijinks and try to prevent people from playing, that is not allowed. And what's funny this is... This is interesting. People got really mad at that. <laughs> but go ahead. This is 
this is interesting. This is the first time that I've seen CCP actually say, hey, you know, what? we we intend for, for gameplay to go in this way. And uh, the sandbox allows for these things, like because the the because of the mechanics of the game and and how the game works allows for these things. These things, but we don't want to see you doing these things because it disrupts the fun of other people. Um, it's it, it it's the first time we've seen it. It is, but um, I but I think it's different than you described it. Uh, the game doesn't allow for those things. You can't use the game. You can't use the mechanics. I mean, I can load seven characters and flood a flood a site and make it so it can't be completed. Like that's that's what it's disallowing. That the game mechanics allow that. I think they can report you for that, can't they? They they yeah, they, I, they can, yes. And, and they sure definitely should and would according to these rules. But they're but, not new. They're just uh detailed versions of, of uh denial of other players' usage of the system in a meaningful way. So it's been not very well policed in the past, but I'm pretty sure this is an a semi old rule when it comes to what you are allowed to do when it comes to disruption of other players. Yeah, it, like I said, it's it, it, to me this is this is precedent. This is the first time that we've seen CCP openly say something this much in like you cannot disrupt this. You 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 need to make it function how we intend it to function so it can be fun for everybody. Yeah, it's interesting because it is a departure um, because normally what they will do is let it go without that kind of announcement, and then somebody will do something that breaks the EULA, basically. The 18-way FFA arena? Like, 100%. I don't know if you guys played the 18-way FFA. I had so much fun in the first one that I did. Uh, I got an actual 18-way where there are 18 pilots that were not colluding with each other. And it was a blast. Wait, it was 18 FFA. Fun. That is free for all. 18 way, yeah, free okay. for all. So everybody's fighting uh, everybody, the, eight, and there's 18 people fighting. Okay. Yeah, in 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 the proving grounds, they they did that for the 18th right. Capsuleer event. And what ended up happening is, say, a bunch of test pilots would queue in, and they would all kill everybody else but the test pilots. And then now there's seven test pilots that own the room, and then they'd fight amongst each other, and all of the top players that won the FFA event. Uh, of of the top of them, I'm guessing at least seven of the top ten uh, were working together uh, and had that kind of initial edge of we cleared most of the room and then we did our our own little FFA. They they colluded with each other, and what a lot of players were doing, what a lot of groups were doing, even groups of like ten or fifteen people were doing, they were all queuing at the same time and just going in at the same time. Yep, there's five of us. We're we're all here. We're a team. We we even fit remote reps to our ship so that we can rep Help each, each other. other. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and it was like five or six pilots is all it took to dominate the FFA. Uh, and it kind of shot the fun in the foot. It it would have been a lot more fun had people actually gotten to do an actual FFA. And the rewards for that event were tailored in a way that you could go in and lose your cruiser and still come out making profit after insurance and, and all that. You, you actually ended up making it. It ended up being an ISK faucet. Uh, but you had to go participate in it to to earn the ISK. Uh, and with the balance like that, it made it to be a lot of fun. E even if you ended up spending like five or six million S per go at it, you weren't losing 20, 30 million S per go at it like you were in previous events. Mm -hmm. uh, but how, how they balance these uh, is a big deal. But they didn't have a rule like this in place. There there was a soft rule or a precedent set before uh, in previous, F uh, previous FFA where you weren't supposed to include, but it wasn't so blatant and and are not blatant but so uh like 
this is what we want. We're going to make a bold statement here in, in bold letters and say, hey, you know, we do not want you to ruin this event for other players. Yeah, they're uh, out and, front on this one. Yeah. Uh, and this there's, the, a, there's, a, there's a difference between the two types you're talking about, right? You're talking about more meta, meta stuff and emergent gameplay and what is outside of the client functionality. This is something that CCP has historically been a fan of because I do think that it actually creates content, even if it is sometimes horrible. Um, but what they're talking about here is more if you deliberately disrupt yeah, the colluding mechanics. Colluding is the exact same thing. No, 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 it's not. Yeah, it is. It, no, it's not. And, and, and repeating it is, is, is not making it so. If you are deliberately it, abusing the way that the, the in-client mechanics work, to, to create a situation where you are blocking access to the content is not the same as emergent gameplay. <laughs> Literally just describe <laughs> colluding and denying people That's the not ability colluding. to participate. Oh, it's oh. not colluding. Okay. Oh, we're on to a great topic here. But what you know what is what is meta and what is using what is using the mechanics of the game? Okay, uh, give, give, give an example. Let's say that, that we, when we're going to get all these keys, right, and someone uh, figures out that you can get the keys fairly easily, and then instead of actually going and opening uh, the banks, you can uh, delete or destroy the keys, and they won't respawn for X amount of days. You're doing a denial of service and access to the actual feature. You can say that's uh, very high-level um, gameplay, but it's not collusion. It is abusing the design of the game in a new and quote-unquote emergent way. But it's, so it's not intended. It's like the, the the high reward drops, and you know I'm just going to shoot the can so nobody can have it. Yeah, pretty much, that's, yeah. That's, that, that, that's what you're saying. Denial of access to content. Yes. And 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 you're saying that a bunch of players queuing up into a free for all. And denying uh, the master players the ability to participate in free for alls because it's suddenly a team versus a free for all, whereas a team will always win. That's well, not I, denial. I, I, I don't. I don't care of, of team. You're, you're trying to to straw man the argument. The point is, if you are deliberately no, no, no. doing don't tell something, him what he's, don't say what he's doing. But that is what is what it is. He's trying to get it back to the whole I, collusion thing, and it's not. If if I am if I am doing the point, same as. If, if I'm doing the same, if I know there's X amount of, of entries in, in, in an event and I go back and forth or uh, use alts to actually make it impossible to finish that content and for it not to clear the system, then I have basically broken CCP's design. That's not me colluding or creating emergent gameplay. Right. You know, here's where I, here's where I think the disconnect is. And it's so interesting because you're both very certain about it. And I agree with both of you. When you think of it in terms of sandbox, anything goes player behavior-wise. You just can't break the sandbox to achieve a goal. And that's what they're saying here. What you're talking about is a mini-game inside of the sandbox, and it has its own rules that should protect it. But because it's in the sandbox, you can meta-game the FFA, the free-for-all. And that's why it's well, legal, and that's why it's okay. Because it's it, in the it, sandbox. It, it was technically not legal to do so. And um, it, it, it just wasn't um, enforced. But why wouldn't they enforce something I illegal? I would just suspect that's an inconsistency they don't want uh, on their record. 
they didn't want to set that precedent because if you start controlling how people can enter into abyss or into the proving grounds in that way yeah okay. uh, it would set a precedent this sets a precedent that's that, that that's why this is important this sets yeah. that precedent well, and I don't think that they wanted to set the precedent with the no, uh, 18 way FFA. I think it wasn't what, a good time. The to do clarification it. statement that came out from Fozzie today was, and he did it on TIS uh, Eve channel because he was talking to people. He's basically saying this is equivalent to you can't stuff a server full of people to break the server to win your timer. That is yeah. not allowed. <laughs> yeah. And this is equivalent yeah. to that. You can't break the game or render it useless in order to win or to deprive people of a victory condition or whatever. Going into almost uh, an enclosed game, however you I decide to that win that's that game. Arguably the same thing, but yeah. Right, because you're, you're seeing the boundaries of the game as the FFA moment, the tournament, but it's embedded into a sandbox that allows meta gameplay. And so you can leverage wins that way. That's why people... Can get away with spying on other people's corporations that's even worse because that's outside of the game client but but that's the problem there's just, just a difference in, me... in in what you're actually attacking right if you are um abusing your knowledge of the hardware so you're breaking the service that's not allowed right if you are breaking the mechanics by using some sort of found exploit like infinite guns or whatever there's there's been many historical examples of this the you're breaking the range. way that that the, the the game design is made that's not allowed but if you have figured out how to do well, say game fixing in the at that's fundamentally well, not ccp's problem how about using a web to move a freighter along a lot faster than it should is that breaking yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> that's my favorite that's, because that's I'll one of those that's what uh, was then deemed uh, uh, allowed or <laughs> How about using creative a jet can to mine? I still hate it, and I think it should be removed. It's wrong. <laughs> using a jet can to mine, you know, twenty-seven thousand uh, M three of uh, ore. But then you have to have something come back and pick it up. Well, but it was it was not seen as intended gameplay. It was this oops accident, but it's creative and it's you know it's neat. Mm -hmm. So. Um, it's kind of a gray yeah, area. It, the 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 point I'm trying to make with this is this is the first time I've seen CCP actually like say, "Hey, you can't do this." I'll tell you why this is different, because CCP is creating anti-sandbox gameplay that requires additional rules, and instead of trying to fix things after they've become a problem, they're coming out getting in front of this thing so that they can deal with complaints before they come in, and that's the first. But really, what they're doing is. The proving grounds are not really sandboxy, right? Uh, the they're pretty arcadey. Like yeah, they're very they're, they're very much arcade. You jump in, you have fifteen minutes of fun. Like that's they're they're super. They're instant gameplay for casual players to get involved in content, and that's the problem with the uh, the development of some of the stuff CCP has done that isn't sandbox oriented. I guess I, I think it I mean, deserves to I, be there, but but it is. It is a conflict. It's also about who, who it's aimed at, right? It, it's yeah. aimed at something that's supposed to also be a little bit new bro friendly. So I think this is one of those examples where they don't want us to game it to death and destroy it, right? Because it's maybe not a new system uh, stuff, but it's supposed to be new bro friendly. So this is back to the things that might be allowed in high uh, and, 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 and end level uh, 
uh, gameplay and shenanigans should not necessarily be allowed in the noob areas, right? Right. Well, again, the uh, the the eternalness of a sandbox, a one shard sandbox, is that the the world exists and you the players perform in it as long as you don't violate the contract between you and God uh, and CCP being the God, right? As long as you don't look behind the curtain uh, or behind the uh, the backdrop that shows a forest, as long as you don't reveal that it's not a tree, it's actually a backdrop. Like, that's kind of the, the construct I mean, that we should be If in. they have an event and and there's there's a way to just completely break it, should it be broken or should it not be broken? Well, like, if it's just... Should we have rules about it? I don't know. But CCP don't necessarily have the ability to react fast enough to fix something. So let's say there was an event that suddenly could be completely insta-blitzed, right, with the right setup, and you could massively farm that, right? That would completely mess up and break uh, the economy in the things that were involved in that event. I already think that the, the last one with the with the payouts was completely broken it, it exploded way above what is healthy for the game it, uh which one the winter event or the gris's egg hunt or the, uh, the one with all the over uh see a thingies that completely uh, spiked crazy on the mer well, that was the yeah, christmas over, that was the next winter uh, nexus wasn't it yeah the was winter huge. nexus was incredibly popular it was also a lot of fun to play yeah, uh, Winter Nexus was a blast. I I had a huge heyday playing that. Yeah, you were awesome. Okay, so now that we worked that out, and you're both right, and, <laughs> and the precedence yeah. is Thanks. interesting. I mean, I just want uh, one thing, like uh, uh, tiebreaker. Go ahead, Shen. <laughs> smart bombing uh, rally point in Nosek with a smart bomb Macario. Do you guys think that's uh, like a broken gameplay or not? Because rally points are meant uh, are meant for uh, new bros to be rallying T1 cruiser, but people are farming for escalations. Well, we can go farming. through all the historical things and all the game design and discuss whether or not it's actually working as intended. Whether you're talking gun mining or gun compression in the past, it's like you're right. <laughs> it's, it's a workaround, but it was Insurance silly, fraud. right? You could. You could get more minerals out of of just normal loot than you could right. out of mining. It's just even self destructing to travel is if you think so about. I, it. I I I do want to say that there are a lot of things in Eve Online uh, that weren't necessarily intended by the developers, but as creative people have learned how the mechanics work in the game, they've learned some really interesting things that you could do. One really good example is pipe bombing back in uh, when that first started becoming a thing uh rooks and kings really uh delivered on that one if you haven't watched that video you really should they, but they there are mechanics it. to this game they popularized yeah, they, they pop it, but i think it was yeah. created before them yeah but uh creative gameplay is and 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 putting the the mechanics to the edge of what they can do and testing like what is actually possible in a game and what the engine can actually handle and do is part of gaming as a whole to limit player creativity in that way would be bad but i do think that in this way saying hey you know what let's not ruin it for people trying to participate in the event is is okay but it is a slippery slope 
uh, if if we extend this too far, it, it could be a problem. I just thought, is this is this protecting newer players? Is that what's going on here? I would say that this is protecting not necessarily just newer players, but players that want to participate in the event and have fun with it uh, is, is where I see the protection. Uh, it's not specifically aimed at newer players, but it's aimed at players that want to participate in the event. Hmm. What an interesting, uh, it's an interesting situation. Uh, I'm glad we stumbled upon it. And I think it is the difference between our, it's arcade gameplay inside of a sandbox and how you protect the rules of the arcade game inside of a sandbox, which doesn't want rules. Interesting. All right. I think that there's a flip side to that. Sorry, just to take yeah, yeah, it yeah. one step further. In other games, when you're talking about these uh, arcadey uh, found uh, mechanics and, and all of that, which is really cool, but in a game that's supposed to be a big sandbox, if you allow these things too much leeway, even though you can say, well, it's uh, something the players figured out, but it's kind of breaking the game, whether it's something as... Uh, I mentioned with the gun compression, that's not healthy because the game is supposed to be designed around a certain um, bulkness of uh, stuff when it comes to logistics. If you've figured out a thing, a small loophole that breaks that, it is CCP's responsibility to actually plug that because it is not working as intended. You can put in something else and then start talking about balancing something, which is exactly what they did with compression, right? Um, and it's the same with gun mining. Their solution was horrible because they basically just removed the minerals from them, right? But it is their responsibility to fix something that is fundamentally broken, even if it was found mechanics. I would 100% agree with you on that. Uh, there are situations where something is found at the edge of possibility, and then that becomes not good for gameplay. Uh, one example in history uh, in EVE Online is there was a... I, I'm not sure if this is what you're referring to as gun compression, uh, but uh, back in, I want to say 2008, it was before my time, uh, they found that in a specific wormhole type, there was a gun penalty that ended up That's making more... Guns, it's a different thing. Gun yeah. compression is taking uh, minerals and building 420 millimeters uh, guns because it's a lot easier to move than the raw materials. So... And that was then ex uh, exchanged for compressed. Now we have compressed ore. Okay. Um, anyways, uh, but what happened was was people would build their ships in such a way that now their blasters have end of unlimited range. So now you have blaster DPS at sniper ranges, and then while you're in this wormhole, you're basically unkillable because you have the home field advantage. You're set up with blasters with the highest DPS. You can't really defend against that, so you automatically win. That was a game-breaking mechanic that was found by putting testing the limits of m minimizing your range because you go so far, it looped back over to a, a positive value. Uh, that was game-breaking, and, and things like that should definitely be patched and fixed and when we find things that do actually break the game i would agree 100 that those things do need to be fixed and made in a way that they do not break the game yeah. the extreme case you're talking about is basically doing something very similar to what people do with webifiers to uh, speed up uh, warping right i mean I that's mean, that's an interesting one that's that, that's uh, yeah, really i know but i Still not working as intended, but they did the same with the infinite guns. They took advantage of the way that CCP has, has coded the math. So when they then got to a certain level, it became a zero. And in, in EVE, zero and infinite is the same. 
So it's not just that they that they could. It's it's not just that they could uh, get better range. They had infinite range, and not only infinite. They because it was infinite, they always hit at uh, best. Uh, um, As if it was optimal. Yeah, they should have asked always the Mayans. They should have asked the Mayans about how to use zero correctly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay, so let's. Uh, we got to wrap up. Actually, we we have to move to war news in a second. But uh, this is this is a, a good topic for us to hit some other day. But uh, do we want to do a quick little recap for guys that just joined us? Ashtarathi, thanks, by the way, for that raid. Super generous of you to bring people over. Uh, we were looking at just a second ago. It seems like a second ago, but it was really a while ago. Uh, Stargate Trailblazers, a new event. It's basically Resource Wars, which is a feature, which was a feature that was put into EVE Online and then pulled. And now it's used and will be used for events. Uh, where you mine to help the empires build stuff. And in doing so, you will get rich and you will get uh, loyalty points that allow you to buy some new things. Uh, but it's dangerous. You could get uh, destroyed by NPC characters, so you need some friends to help protect you. And if you've got nothing to do and you want to help protect some miners, head on to these uh, systems where the gates are being built. I believe there's four or five different locations. There's four locations probably, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, you can go to the Forge, uh, specifically in Hayakoda. You can go to the Amar Empire uh, in Losek, uh, Tashmarkan uh, region uh, near Amar. Uh, in the Galente Federation, you can go to Placid, and uh, I, you might also be able to go to Solitude uh, to participate. I'm not sure if you can participate on both ends of the gate. Uh, and then in Mimitar Republic, you can go head out to Metropolis uh, near... Uh, heck, in order to participate in these events. Uh, specific locations are listed on uh, the Trailblazers event uh, uh, forum post that uh, CCP Fozzie made. Uh, yeah. And you can head out to those locations uh, to go participate in both combat ships and mining ships, and they do need protection, which is what? might draw me over there. The loyalty <laughs> points, uh, they're not for each empire, are they? Who are the loyalty points for? Uh, I'm not really sure on that. Shen, do you know? I think it's for the corresponding corp. Corporations? That's, that's, yeah, that's responsible for building the, the gate. Got it. And okay. also, uh, a note, uh, all those skins and those uh, clothings for your character and for the ships, they are tradable. So you can buy those uh, skins and those uh, jackets if you want on the market instead of doing the event and, and getting those things by yourself basically that means you can make a lot of those skins and stuff and sell them for isk by the way that's a important bit um yeah actually i think we have a little bit of video here let me turn off that sound there okay and this is this one of our guys yeah this is one of our guys uh, actually doing the event i probably should have had this playing uh, but here it is this is what it looks like and what I'll do so, is just give you that link so you guys can go check it out if you are curious. Uh, so I do right. want to add yeah. uh, that they uh, have given all players access to uh, the Venture Prospect and Endurance for the duration of the event in the, in the form of a Mining Blitz Expedition Frigate Expert System, oh. which gives you the training required in order to fly those and then also allows... Uh, alphas to use those tier two ships, which they normally would not be allowed to use. That is also, we can see in the video that they're all diamond rats, which means that they're very deadly. So be careful. 
Thimeraz. Yeah, I might have to go play with these guys. Yeah, Thimeraz have seen. Now you woke up hateless. Like, now it looks nice. Yeah, it's something to Let me go look at this a little bit. (laughs) I know those guys. Um, That's something, though, hateless said something that was really interesting, and that is if you don't have the skills to participate, worry not. You can get those in an expertise pack. They're temporary skills that allow you to participate in things like this. And now we can see those expertise packs in action, which is kind of cool. Yeah, we, we've seen them a couple times before. Uh, during the Grista event, we got interceptors for free. Right, to race uh, around. Was, yeah. yeah. Uh, every now and then we end up with a, um, with a free uh, thing during an event. And I think that that's really neat. Uh, there is a huge potential for CCP to use these expert systems. And I like seeing them being used as it's a pretty cool mechanism. Yeah. Astrothi asking, uh, are these sites paying ISK? Ash, I think you would know. You tell us. Or maybe he's uh, prompting us to answer a question. Uh, I think they pay ISK and LP. I'm not sure. Let me. I think it's both. Yeah. That's what I've heard. These sites look really good, though. I think uh, since uh, CCP upgraded their, mm, what's it called? What's the Microsoft thing that, uh, oh, I forget. Visual VB or I forget what it is, but anyway, they're able to create some really beautiful scenarios now. If I remember old Eve, um, it was like, this was a gas cloud when you looked at it, but if you flew, it looked like a fish. You could see the whole cloud like this. So you could see the two glass gas clouds like this. If you flew in the wrong direction, because they were just flat, you know, opaque gas paintings or whatever. But now it's totally different. Technology is much better, and it just looks like a state-of-the-art game, which is fantastic. Uh, also, uh, so completing this event will give you event points. Uh, those things, uh, there's no like special skins for event points as what we usually have seen so far uh, this year. Um, so, but those things can be traded. Uh, so, if you get enough po- uh, event points, you will get those uh, boosters. So those boosters, uh, there are two types of boosters. One increase your uh, mining laser optimum range, and one is increase the yield of the mining la- mining mi- strip miners or the uh, mining lasers. And those can also be obtained through uh, locking rewards. Right. Let's have a look at this. I think this is rewards here. Yeah, we had these up already. Okay. Um. Right, so that's the event. Get involved. It is more lucrative than Resource Wars were. The uh, the building of these gates is not dependent on player participation, so you have no agency, there's that word, to affect the outcome. Those gates will be available. Uh, but what you However, can do is get some money. Go ahead. Uh, participating in this event and being a top contributor does get your name on a monument associated with these gates. Which is pretty neat. Yeah, thank you. Great point. Change okay. vanity for agency any day. <laughs> All right, so that is the Trails ba- Trailblazers Gate Construction Event of 2021. A uh, couple more things that we have today. One is uh, CSM interviews. Uh, of course, Ashtarathi is doing his, so watch Ashtarathi's channel. Uh, feel free to post that in chat. He's doing extended length interviews with the candidates. But CCP also had interviews today, and it was kind of like a lightning round, wasn't it? 
one after another. After bad. I think I think the, uh, a fun little anecdote uh, thing to to put in here is um, to those that might not have noticed, but um, TIS is actually not doing CSM uh, coverage this year. But uh, at least we can uh, fake defend ourselves with the fact that uh, we lost one of the important uh, pieces of our staff who is actually now doing it under the CCP banner. So yeah. uh, the reason we're not doing it is because the guy that was supposed to help do it is actually no longer with us. We outsourced them. They're both uh, CCP and right? I, I do want to say, uh, before I came on the talking stations, uh, uh, showed today I was watching Astrathi's interview of Ron, and Astrathi was asking some really good questions. Like, I, I, I was really Ooh, impressed. Check that out. Big shout out to Astrothy for asking the real questions. Like that, huge respect on that. That you you were doing a really good job interviewing Ron. He, he did a really good job on the other two that I saw as well. I was watching the one with Spot and uh, the one with Rich Richmond. Uh, I also think he did a, a bang up job there. Except of course for the fact that people keep thinking that Spot is some sort of mega industrialist, but I think that's not really Ash's fault. That's CCP's fault. I think his character name is after an or, so that might be something to do with it. Oh, yeah. The dude is named after or. He must be a miner and an industrialist. <laughs> All right. So uh, the other piece of news that we have is, uh, yeah, CCP was doing their interviews. We don't have that queued up, but um, let's go back to our friendly faces. Um, but Shen, you were saying there was a lot of heavy fighting today in 3TAC-D, right? Yeah, so right after downtime, uh, within an hour, um, Pappy formed up uh, in E-TAC-V, basically trying to get in to the 3TAC-D gate. Uh, and after we got in, so on the gate, uh, Imperium pulled up bubbles with their interdictors, and around those bubbles, uh, they did uh, two bombing runs. But this time, we were very successful at catching their bombers. We prepared a lot of uh, interdictors uh, from uh, our side to bubble up those in, uh, those bombers. And we switched from uh, heavy missile uh, servers to light, uh, rapid light, which is very, very effective against uh, small ships, like uh, destroyers and, and frigates. Wow. Uh, yeah. what, okay, so we talked yesterday about how um, Blarpies, which are blaster harpies, which are small ships, uh, were taking out fighters for the Imperium, and they were going to use flycatchers as well as kind of a, uh, an, an additional thing. What did they use to catch the bombers this time that were blowing them up? Uh, they catch them with interdictors, bubbles, and they kill them with uh, rapid light servers. Which okay. is really really effective, like. Yeah, didn't they didn't they change the fighter doctrine to try and, and uh, avoid that? I mean, fighters themselves, you can't change that much, right? A fighter is is a fighter. You, there's no modules that you can put on the fighter. No, no, no. The fighter type didn't they change to another type to try and avoid the, this exact problem? I no, remember the, people the strategic. Say. Uh, yeah, it was. We, again, we don't, I don't know enough to, I don't know enough yet to figure out what they're trying to do there. If it's important, if it's pivotal, if it's interesting, even, uh, building T2 fighters is a pain. You don't want to do it. T1 fighters, not such a big deal. 
don't know if there's a difference between T1, T2 in uh, Warzone. There's a lot of questions that are still open about that. I know that uh, T2 fighter is about 10, or what is it? About, is it, it's four or five times the cost of a tier one. That is as of a year ago before the rebalance. I'm not sure what they currently are right now, but they are significantly more expensive. Uh, a tier two fighter, uh, as I recall, it may have changed, are similar costs to an actual cruiser. Oh, it depends on an, an individual fighter. fighter. It depends on what kind of fighter. Uh, yeah, uh, they, they do vary a bit. Yeah, a T two heavy fighter is about thirty mil around that range. Uh, a T two uh, light fighter is about uh, ten to fifteen ish, I think, right now. Yeah, well, the, a whole flight of them is like yeah. 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 So <laughs> you can fit nine in a nine. You can uh, fit light fighters nine light in fighters tube. in the tube, and you can and, fit five heavy fighters in a yeah. Uh, Heavy, heavy tube. Yeah. And even though it's not necessarily uh, our place to go into the details of uh, of the mechanics, even though uh, Shen gave us a little bit of it, but it's worth mentioning because of the poo poo fighting that is currently going on between the Imperium and Pappy when it comes to uh, tinkering and theory crafting, right? Because basically Pickles threw down the gauntlet in a very massive way in his recent uh, town hall. You want to elaborate on how we threw it down? Like what part of it? Well, he basically said that uh, Imperium. Uh, well, I don't know why they keep doing this. They they say that Imperium have no FCs worth any uh, oh, talents. <laughs> well, block FCs, but and and uh, they do the same. Uh, they just uh, pickles just did, did the same with theory crafting, basically saying that their theory crafters are amateurs. And it's like. I don't know if it's a good idea to keep saying this because it's so provably false that it just it just irritates uh, your uh, opponent. And of course, that's got a bit of a psyching value. But if they're proven wrong uh, in in actual on the field events, then it just comes back to haunt you like a karma boomerang, and then Pickles will have to start sit there and do apologies again. It's Pro God Legend, not Pickles. I don't know why you keep calling him that. Um, I insist on calling him Pickles. Whatever. Your choice. But uh, I don't completely disagree with him. I think if you look at their roster of FCs, block level is something different than an FC. Even if you're a big FC, it's different. Block level is, is high, high level. And theory crafting also, as I explained yesterday, is like wizardry. And uh, that's hard to know who the theory crafters are because they're usually working behind the scenes. Um, but he did say V, I think, was a theory crafter. I think Pando is a very good theory crafter and he's part of the Imperium, so it should give him credit. Uh, but anyway, enough about Pro God Legend and who he throws shade at. Uh, what's happening in 3TAC-D is, if you didn't hear a few days ago... Uh, there was a couple of fleets that were just bombed into oblivion that belonged to Pappy. Big losses, right? About $250 billion. So the bombers were doing a great job for the Imperium. And as Shen was saying today, that was reversed. Uh, they, I don't think, took out many P Pappy, but were, able, were destroyed in the process. And so it is back and forth and back and forth. Um, I don't think... The bombing runs of earlier this week that were highly celebrated by, Imperi by the Imperium were a big deal. It hurt, but it wasn't a big deal. And I don't think uh, what we've seen today is necessarily a big deal. We haven't seen pivotal things happen yet. Anything else? Yeah. 
John talk about the battle report in our tag Yeah, what can you give me a link? I think it's the uh because nothing died, it's hard to find it on Z Killboard, but uh if there's any chance you have a link, I'll take it. If not, I think I can dig it up. I just uh but why don't, yeah, why don't I just you in the channel? Thank you. In the channel. Yeah. So uh so it was so it happened around uh, one o'clock, uh, one a.m. in the morning. Yeah, one a.m. in the morning for for Beijing time, which means that basically everyone was about to go to bed, and we heard that one person got his Titan fleet warped near a a Thera hole. Ah, so that person was uh he, he was basically undocking his titan to get some sunshine right and like <laughs> to show off basically <laughs> that's what all super pilot does right? so, <laughs> to get some sunshine in space nice yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah and i mean the big thing is he was in the standing fleet uh but we later on found out it was uh so our standing fleet is open to plus five uh standings mm-hmm. so we got a ph uh, spy from somewhere invited a, a newt into so a spy week. is in pandemic horde pandemic horde is plus five to your group therefore you have before, a spy before, before that yeah right now it's there not now it's changed okay so a guy with plus five standing who is a spy in pandemic horde is sitting in your standing fleet in in, in not only in the fleet but in a leadership position either we he, he moved himself man, he made, man, yeah okay so to there so and yeah. that he was trying to fleet orb so a big lesson there right uh always if you're in a capital ship examine yourself from fleet warp the first thing that you're, you're supposed to uh, to do before undocking Right. So he got fleet warp to near the Thera hole, and there was snuffed out with a legion fleet and uh, and uh, what's yeah initiative yeah initiative was uh, Kihimura fleet, and so we were trying to save that, that avatar with our super fleet, which we uh, which we used uh, all the super terriers that you see on the battle report right now. So and. What happened right after that is we undocked, someone undocked his uh, vendetta, and that <laughs> thing got fully warped too. Oh, so our no. objective from saving a titan to saving oh, a titan and a faction super carrier. Yeah, it got like our recommend got really pissed after this. Vendetta, vendetta right now is worth about 180 billion on the market, but billion. it's technically, but to Which build, than, but to build, it's twice that or more. So right now it's a very expensive ah. ship to get destroyed. Anyway, go on. Yeah. So <laughs> you yeah. you literally broke me. How how do you not? I'm undocking my Titan. Hold on. I'm undocking my Titan. I need some sunshine. Fleet warp. Engage. <laughs> Control space that really freaking fast. Like how how do you undock a Titan and be away from it enough? No. That, so when you undock, is it? You when you're in dunk, you're about like a hundred twenty percent your normal speed in a capital ship. So your capital ship is probably have like eighty meters per second. I mean, but you're not aligned up. into your the right direction for a thera hole, are you? Or did, or was the there, hole just, actually aligned to the undock? Yeah, did, did we coincidentally have that yeah, yeah. alignment? Yeah. So so it didn't have to slow down to turn. In, in, yeah. So it's close to instant. I but still the how 
It happens. It's uh, people don't expect it. Just it. Happens. Yeah, it happens. So go on with the story. So a vendetta is now fleet warped. So now you're really in trouble. Yeah. yeah. So we're trying to jump as many supers as we can. So there's a problem with jumping supers in your staging system, which is that uh, on the battle we're going to see uh, initiatives brought a lot of interdictors, which means that they put on bubbles. So if you warp from the keep start to that uh, thorough hole, you will get bubbled about 100 to 200 kilometer off the main fleet. Oh, wow. So what you have to do, like our high command theory crafted this a lot of times in his head, like after the fight, we had a debrief. So what we had to do, we were, so when you're on dock from Keepstar, you're aligned to a gate right in front of you. That's about uh, 4,000 kilometer. So you have to jump into that system and then capital jump back to that signal right beside everyone else. So that's the only way you can get within the range of... I see. So you uh, jump those. through a gate that you're already directed at, and then you jump back into your own system where you need to be. Yes. Okay. So instead of warping through there, you have to do this. That's, yeah. uh, so they quickly found that also. They put a couple interdictors there, so we couldn't do that anymore because they bubbled the gate. So we have to... Uh, bubble the gate, the Titan can't jump out. No, we bubble the gate, so any extra supercarrier can jump through the gate. Yeah, because, because that would be like 10 kilometer off and with the super carrier speed that's going to take like a month <laughs> yeah. Like yeah yeah yeah, so, yeah. you bubble up the gate they they can't initiate yeah. jump back yeah, yeah. so but you you always you also see a titan right on there uh another titan the second titan that one's not really um fleet warped or anything that one was uh by his own will he didn't warp there by accident so he was there for two things one is to shoot down the uh signaling hip uh, the other thing is to use the phenomena. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't think phenomena is used widely. So a phenomena is a special weapon or special thing on uh, on Titans. They can. It, 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 it works is, like a command burst. It's like a giant command burst that has big effects. Yeah. So we use that to increase the armor HP on the Titan. Doesn't and, it also affect the enemy as well? Yeah, it does. But you this was get, a save mission. It's more important. Right? There's risk yeah. and reward. And yeah. The reward well, is, is a, way this, over. They wanted to save something. They didn't care about killing things. So, But uh, yeah. that guy's a hero, this guy Thrill, then, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we jumped in uh, three apostles. Apostles, yes, thank you. Apostles and one Minokawa to try to save. So those things are so burned four out. Fax. Four faxes, all, all killed. All the oh. faxes died. Uh, I think we had. Yeah, three, three out of three. I think it's all. I think we had one four out of four left on grid. Well, those are Minakawa too. Hard to kill. They they take quite a bit to kill. But I guess if you have a lot of new pressure, which I guess they would have, it wouldn't be too bad. Yeah, I mean earlier on, you, you can see the timeline. Uh, the first two, the first one which you uh, fax got killed, it was a self red pain, uh, fit. But later on, we use like a fax bomb, which is basically uh, EHP based instead of repping based. So we knew that we couldn't hold the rep. So the best thing to do is last longer so we can rep more on the Titan. Uh, so from there, uh, we called in. Can, I, I, I've got a question. Uh, can faxes remote other faxes that are in Siege? Nope. So Siege, okay. Faction, and Industrial Core, I think, they're all. So when you're in, uh, that's kind of like 
weapon upgrade mode. It can be remote wrapped. You can't get any remote. So uh, they're, they're just like when a dread sieges, they can't receive yeah. remote. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's basically there. Uh, it's dead. <laughs> so we jumped in two megathrons to basically roll that hole immediately. <laughs> so they don't have any re more reinforcements. The Thera hole? Yeah, the Thera hole. So another good lesson there, always check your local cosmic signature before you start ratting. Roll any hole, doesn't matter where it leads to, especially Thera holes. Especially. Uh, yeah, so every time after you finish Anomaly, check check on your probe scan. If there's a new signature, go back and scan that down for your own safety. So you just, uh, this kind of wormhole thing. means dead. Just, just gonna say, yeah. if you're ratting and there's a wormhole in the system, it, it it means you're going to be dead. That's like just that's a uh, general awareness of your surroundings kind of thing, uh, and protecting yourself while making ESC. Yeah. So also interesting thing is that uh, if you look at the kill reports, there are actually some heavy interdictors which were brought by uh, snapped out. So you can really see uh, the low set group and the no set group. So, <laughs> so you do you need hicks to hold on to super? No, you don't. You, you, you don't just, need it. You well, just need a bubble. Need a just bubble. Need bubble. But, yeah. you, but to actually hold them, if you kill the bubbles off. In low sec, it's different, but in null sec, it's... Yeah, because in low sec, you can't bubble. So you have to use a hick. Yeah. That's why, that's why they're so used to using hicks to hold down supers. But uh, we can see in the kill report that uh, Initiative brought a lot of interdictors. That's their meta to, to hold on a super. But uh, Yeah, you throw bubbles and not hicks. going anywhere. But... Yeah. If you can't get the bubbles on the things, then you need hicks. Yeah. So, I mean, and then after that, so the Legion fleet by themselves, they can't break the rep uh, on the faxes to the uh, to the Avatar. So every time uh, the Kikimura fleet warped in, uh, the bombers start to throw out bombs. Uh, the fighters just started to throw bombs. So, I mean, that's the only effective way that we can get those Kikimoras off the grid, which is to throw bombs at them. So, so you, you scared them off with bombers or bomb, bom bombs on those fighters. So that's the fighters, another yeah. the fighter bombers from fighter the, bomb. yeah. from the uh, super carriers that were there, all those Nixes basically. Yeah. Those high, well, like we call them the high angle fighters, which they can, they're basically heavy fighters, but they can apply really well against um, so, all those the the Haw fighters are the uh, are the the light fighters. No, they're heavy fighters. Or they're heavy fighters. They're heavy fighters that can apply really well against sub capitals. Dude, we you and I are killing his story. Uh, we're like totally. I'm sorry. We're, we're just sitting here asking questions. <laughs> yeah, that's like, <laughs> that's fine. Like, you, you tell your story. We'll come back to all that stuff. But go ahead. Yeah. So. So I mean, so the Legion fleet can't do anything. It's, the only worry we have is. When the Kikimura fleet revs up, it's this disintegrator. That's when it really gets scary. Those uh, the high amount of uh, DPS that they're gonna have on grid, uh, that's crazy. So I mean, after that, we killed a bunch, and then we called in Test for help. We called, basically called Papi, and uh, Test brought a fleet of Munings, and Evictus brought a fleet of uh, Jackdaws. Uh, good shout out to Evictus. He they basically lost their entire doctrine, I think, of jackdaws there by uh, they were heroes against all those kikis. Yeah. So after Tess arrived, and so before Tess arrived, like a few 
minutes, I think 10 minutes or something like that, before Tess arrived, uh, that Avatar was ex extracted off the grid, signed off to one of our keepstars in range. Because you can't jump into the same system when you have the sign-on, right? right? So you have to jump to another system. And when the test arrived, uh, both fleets got off grid because they knew that they couldn't hold against another full-man uh, Munion fleet. So they left once test arrived? Yeah, basically. When yeah. test was about to arrive, I think. Now, I here's, think here's an interesting thing. And again, we reflect on yesterday's uh, you know, talk where we're listening to ProGod basically talk about this incident. And he said, this was very interesting that as an, ex it just came to his head. He was talking about how Imperium can't, doesn't have as many options as they normally would. If they own Delve, they can't move. And so he was saying there was a fleet from Goon Swarm that was headed to this fight, but they were intercepted by Pappy and they had no options because they couldn't use a Titan to bridge anywhere, uh, anywhere that was you know, safe or any structure that they could go, go to. And, um, or their Titans couldn't be safe while bridging anywhere. Therefore they couldn't be used to move a fleet in a projected range, which means that because they don't have any more structures in Delve, which I think ended Sunday, that's when the last structure was destroyed. They are not able to participate in fights like this. And that's why one of the reasons why, besides the heroes from Evictus and the hero Titan, uh, from uh, Army of Mangoes, you guys saved the day and test coming kind of put an end to the potential danger, but also that strategic pitfall that uh, Imperium is in right now of not having structures they can use Titans on. It's a big deal to be cornered into one constellation. Also, if you look at Dotland, uh, the reason why we're pushing so hard against up north in Esoteria is if we didn't do that, then... Uh, Farah and Bastion, they would have their Dread L in range to jump into our attack A, which means that we can be Dread bumped, which is more scary than another Gunswarm fleet. If they jump in 10 Dread, that Titan's there. It's not going anywhere after, after that. So we pushed a lot. So anywhere above A1 tag AUH, um, we, so when we arrived yeah. in Esoterra, those are uh, like a little bit down south, like that intersection. A A one tag A U H. Oh, A one. I thought you said H A. Uh, A one. In the center. In the center. If you hit Control F in your browser, yeah, yeah that, that one. That one. Yeah, that will find it. Yeah. I knew seek and destroy. I yeah. was about to go <laughs> type it in. <laughs> hey, my That's eyes all. are older now. These things are tiny on my screen. Yeah, so um, yeah, so yeah. from there down. Uh, you can jump in Dread. Uh, I think you can project into a lot of systems from there. Well, let's look at jump capitals, all systems, and we'll come back to this uh, right here in Esoteria. And we can see the jump range by circled bubbles. Wow. So from that point, they have basically a power projection or Dread not projection into all those systems. That's almost the entire area. Exactly. So that's why we're pushing very hard against uh, those people up in the north. So we don't get this kind of accident happen. Hopefully not again, but some sort of other sort of accident. And yeah. another dread bomb fleet came in. We're done. That's yeah. It. Lessons learned, though, I bet. Good training. Good training op <laughs> for you guys. Um, yeah. Like I, was, I had my super ready 
credit on that. But the gate was bubbles. I had to get on my out to be in a uh, in a meeting to help. All right. Now for the human part. How how emotional was it in comms? What was it like? It was very calm. Very very calm. Until all, all business. Until test arrived. Until test arrived. Until all the super carriers. And everybody wept. <laughs> yeah. No. This is just yeah. Yeah. Wept with joy. <laughs> yeah. It, it was very calm during the during the fight. Like it was super super calm. What was it like when you guys found out that not only did you have to save a Titan now, but a Vendetta was in danger? Uh, so we had 10 pings in like less than 30 minutes. That was the most rate ping after I've, after M2. Like only M2, I've seen that kind of ping, but... So they were rage pinging for everybody. Yeah, they were rage pinging. All faxes, all super logins. And they, so we can see at the beginning was, let's go save a Titan. Yeah. And then, then later on, a Titan and a Vendetta. <laughs> so people were <laughs> like, what the heck? Yeah. So uh, w uh, when you're in Nullsec and there is a, you'll see a ping come out from an FC saying, everybody get in fleet, a Titan tackled or something. And what's funny is in NC dot, they'll be like red Titan or green Titan. Because if it's a Titan kill, not that interested. If it's a Titan save, they're getting in. Uh, so it depends. So you always want to, it's funny they negotiate that. It's like, I, I'm in bed. I'm not getting out of bed to kill a Titan. I, I don't care. I've done it a million times, whatever. But if it's one of our guys in trouble, I'm getting in. That's like the highest uh, alert level. Exactly. Like that's all was, that was also what our Hackerman said at the end. Like he said, like he looked at the pin. If it was, if he, if someone called the Titan, he's not going to get up at that, like at 1 a.m. or something like that. But if it's like Titan caught, he, he was he's up right away. Yeah. 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 That's that's all veteran players in these in these situations. But okay, fantastic story. I didn't realize it was so dramatic and the stakes going higher and higher. Your guys were all business until you could finally breathe again. Uh and just the interesting strategic uh victories actually that have helped you guys clearing out Bastion from dreadnought jump range, which would have made a huge difference in this. And also uh the inability for uh, the Imperium to really help out besides the initiative, right? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, a very interesting story. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it looks quite, quite emotional, I think, at the end, uh, right I after. The, uh, you guys must have cried like joy. <laughs> That's no, so people, like, that, let's think about that. Like, people, a lot of people couldn't get in bed after that. Like, their, yeah, pump, their like, heart was pumping so hard. It's like, too much adrenaline. They were ready for bed. <laughs> they were ready for bed. Like, 10 minutes before this happened, it's like, nope, not going to bed today. I love that. High stakes playing. That's that's what Eve's all about, those kind of moments. Well, good for you guys. Ended well for you, uh, Army of Mango. Okay, Ash is back uh, interviewing people, so we'll go ahead and raid him back uh, with you guys. Uh, I want to say thanks to Caleb and Hateless and Shen for uh, tonight's broadcast. Join us again, will you, tomorrow or more talking in stations. Did I just sound like Mr. Rogers there? I meant to. A little bit, but it's a good thing. <laughs> Bye.